On today's podcast, according to the New York Times, listen to this, the average allowance for a child, well, you know, I think we'll save that. We're going to have that number. It's a big number. And ask the question, does your kid deserve a raise? On today's Money with Friends. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast, coming to you live from my mom's that finished basement just outside Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Salcihai. And I'm Joshua Dorkin. <laughs> unaffiliated Josh Dorkin. Totally unaffiliated. Yeah, Josh Dorkin. Yes. Former founder of Bigger Pockets, founder of Bigger Pockets, former CEO and current missionary of some sort. Absolutely. This is the podcast where we review recent financial news ripped from the popular press. But unlike other shows, we don't just read the news. We discuss it with thought leaders from around the financial community like Josh Dorkin. And we do that for you now six days a week. Today's show is brought to you by Tiller Money. Uh, Tiller your financial life and a spreadsheet automatically updated every day. Only Tiller Money automatically keeps your finances in spreadsheets so you can easily track everything in one place for not only a month free, but are you sitting down, Josh? 20% off your annual subscription. Whoa. Yes, you're welcome. Head to stackingbenjamins.com forward slash Tiller. That's T-I-L-L-E-R. We'll talk about them a little bit more in the show. We got Josh Dorkin here. What you, I, I found you like walking through the streets of Colorado. And I'm like, hey, lonely guy, you got to get back in the game, man. So we're pulling you back in. Sucking me back in, man. Oh, yeah. You, you said anything, anything, as long as I don't talk real estate. I mean, you know, look, I, we, we, we could talk real estate. I just, you know, it's so many years of real estate, so much time talking about real estate. I just, I want to talk about other things. He's like, I have so much Please. more in me. Yes. Next time he's here, we'll be talking about uh, Pink and Taylor Swift and uh, well, and, 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 and you're teaching your family, right? So uh, yeah. Mr. Former school teacher. So we can talk about Dora the Explorer. I mean, you've got a lot of stuff in you, Josh. Oh yeah. A lot going on. I am homeschooling right now. It's very exciting. That is very exciting. We're going to talk a little bit about allowances and how that goes with training your kids. Let's see who's going to kick off today's show for us. This is Andy from the Inspired Money Podcast. Just like hanging out and chatting about the news, that's why I tune in to Money with Friends. Today's uh, headline comes to us from the New York Times. Josh picked this one out. Uh, it's written by Ann Carnes. And before we do the headline, because that's like the big, there's this big number that we're about to reveal. Why did you pick this piece, Josh? You know, I, I, I saw the article and I was fairly surprised by it. I certainly don't give this amount of money in allowance to my kids. In fact, we have been really torn in terms of how we're doing our allowance here at the house. And so, you know, frankly, I, I thought this would be a great way to have a whole lot of people tell me exactly what I should be doing. Uh, but, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I'll, <laughs> I'll learn a thing or two, but it's, it's, it's insane. The, the number here is insane and it's insanely low. If you are really rich and crazy, it's insanely high. I, I don't know. I just think it's, it's, it's high, but there, there's more to it than that. I, yeah. I think there's there's something within this article that really, really jumped out at me, and we'll talk about it when we get to it uh, while we're reading the piece. Well, let's dive into it. Give us the headline and take it away, Mr. Dorkin. Sounds good. Average weekly allowance 
it's $30, a new survey finds. Now, by the way, Joe, I got to tell you, before we get into this, I went on Twitter and I saw somebody had shared this article and I started reading the comments and it turns out that there was something in here that I missed, which was the range, age range under which they defined a child. Um, is it 51? Is 51 years old in here? I, I, I think it's like, you know, if your kid is like 25, 26 and living at home, they're still a child. Um, but regardless, let's read this thing. Because if they're 25 and you're giving them 30 bucks a week, you know, what the hell is wrong with you? There's, um, there's more bad things going on than Josh than an allowance. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, this thing's problematic. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's start this. Uh, by Ann Carnes. If you think an allowance is a dollar bill or two handed to your child each week, Think again. Two-thirds of parents give their child an allowance, and the average weekly amount is $30, according to a survey published this week by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants. Wow. That's up from $17 in 2016, the group said. So first off, this allowance has almost doubled in the last That is hella inflation. Yeah. That's insane. It's totally insane. Let's let let's go on. We'll get back to this. Many children aren't simply getting a handout, though. Four in five parents who give an allowance said they expected their offspring to work for the money. Good job. About five hours a week of household chores on average. Children whose allowance is based on their completion of chores earn an average of about six bucks an hour, an increase of 38% from three years ago. Over the same period, the average hourly pay rate for all Americans rose 10.5%. So I want to know why these parents are increasing at, what? what is that, 28% higher than inflation? So something's just not right here. They're making, we'll it, they're making it hard for the rest of us employers. Yeah, it's, 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 it's tough, man. It's tough. Um, uh, let's see. So the Institute said using federal labor statistics, the group said it could not explain why the amount had increased because the survey didn't ask parents about that. Three quarters of adults surveyed said the main reason for giving an allowance. Okay, so pay attention, guys. This is this is where it really gets gets me going. Three quarters of adults surveyed said the main reason for giving an allowance was to teach the value of money and financial responsibility. Okay, fair enough, right? Makes sense. But here's the big one. Just three percent said their child mainly put the money aside for savings, a proportion the Institute deemed alarmingly low. Most said their children spent the money on things like outings with friends, digital devices, and entertainment or toys. So we're definitely, we're definitely coming back to that, but I'm going to read oh, yeah. just a couple more paragraphs That's and then we'll jump into this. There's a big disconnect there, you think? I added the you think, said David Alamonte, a member of the Institute's Financial Literacy Commission. At $30 a week, a child could potentially save more than $1,500 in a year. Mr. Alamonte said parents should take advantage of, quote, teachable moments afforded by the allowance. Parents can discuss the difference between wants and needs when their child wants to buy something with the money and encourage them to save some of the cash each week so they can pay for short-term pricey video games or long-term like college goals. About half the parents said they took time at least weekly to teach their children about money, but about a third said they did so just once a month or less. The average age of a child reported receiving allowance was 14, but 4% of parents said they provided allowance, Josh alluded to this earlier, to a child who was 22 to 25. We're not going to talk about 22 to 25, but let's dive into this. 3% of people, Josh, 3% of people 
have kids who actually save some of their allowance. No, let's talk about 22 to 25 year olds <laughs> getting an allowance, man. I mean, like what on earth, what on earth is going on there? Okay. I, uh, now yes. let's talk about the 3%. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, <laughs> do you give your kids 22? an, do you give your that? kids an allowance? Um, I, so the way we do it is that there's chores and two out of the three are currently making some kind of money for doing the chores, but there's not like a regular, you get X amount per week. So taking out the trash for us, feeding the dog, making their bed, that kind of thing. They earn their money, but above and beyond that, we're not just kind of saying, Hey, for living in my house, you get $30 a week or for doing X, you get $30 a week. No. So we, we kind of divvied up and said, these chores uh, are going to equal X amount of dollars. And then uh, if you do those chores, you're going to make the money. And if you don't, you're not going to earn the money. So that's, that's how we've done it. Now, is that right? Is it wrong? Yeah. I mean, so torn, so torn. Yeah. Mine was completely different. My, my twins are now 24 off on their own doing great financially, but, they but, allowance? but back in the day they did get, they don't get an allowance. No, 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 <laughs> no. my son, my, no, no, I, I won't even get into that, but they, but, but no, definitely not. They should be giving me an allowance. Let's put it that way. They, uh, my, my, um, my kids, though, when they were young, we did do an allowance just for being uh, just for being a part of the family. And I'll tell you what the goal was there. But then we had an additional jobs board. And on the jobs board, you could take on additional tasks and get money. The reason for that for us. And once again, I don't know what's right. Like you said, I have no idea. But just here was our thinking. Um, I wasn't given any money to handle and to make bad decisions with until I got to college. And it's funny because I ended up being a spokesperson for a little company, American Express, for a reasonable amount of time. Yet, when I was in college, the very first credit card I had was an American Express card. I was at a military college where I couldn't have a job. There was no opportunity for a job. First weekend that we got any type of leave, I took all of my friends to a restaurant on me. I bought a sweater. I don't know if I oh, mentioned no. this, Josh, but I was at a military college. I can't wear a sweater. And it, oh, it was really cool too. It was like mid eighties. So it had this, uh, this cool, like Argyle thing going. It was, was there a collar that you fair, would pop to? Not yet. Not the members only whole deal. No, 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 no. But it, oh, it was so ugly. Uh, but I keep it as a <laughs> reminder that 90 days into my credit card experience, uh, uh, it was gone. And it was mostly because, and I'm not blaming my parents because I think this is a lot of parents. I had never handled money and I'd never been able to make a bad decision. So what I wanted to do, and this I think takes some fortitude if you're a parent, hand your kids some money, let them make a mistake with it, but then make sure you put it on your calendar that a week later to talk about what we did with that money. And do you regret it now? Like, you know, my daughter would often just blow cash. And two weeks later, you know, or a week later, we're talking about, so where is that? I don't even know where that thing is, dad, that I bought. Yeah. I mean, did you really need it? And now she's a fantastic saver. Nice. Well, to be fair, when we travel, we will give them some kind of allotment. So we'll say, hey, we're going on this trip for 10 days. Here's, you know, 40 bucks, 30 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever it is. My wife makes that decision. And then they can use it to spend on tchotchkes, on things from the trip. They can use to to spend it on treats if, you know, if they want to get ice cream or do something that we're not doing otherwise. Um, or they can save it. And, and it's, it's interesting to see how the three kids, uh, financial behaviors differ. Uh, my, my middle kid never spends much, like never, she saves everything. That was totally my son. 
which was me. Uh, I was the exact same way. Uh, still am. Uh, eldest would, you know, stuffies, stuffies galore, just buy all the stuffies. And then the baby would kind of wait to be influenced by the other two in order to make a decision on what she was going to do with it. So um, it's very interesting. And look, I, I, I like what you do. I like your theory. I like the thesis. I think it makes a lot of sense. We haven't shifted yet to that. And maybe as the kids get a little bit older and start going out of the house and having a chance to actually spend the money, um, maybe we will shift. But I, I want to get back to the article here and, yeah. and talk about uh, this number, which was, what was it, four, uh, 3%. 3%. So three quarters surveyed said the main reason was to teach the value of money and financial responsibility, but just 3% said their child mainly put the money aside for savings. Now, S- Slight disconnect. Question, correct. So, so what's going on here is the question, if you have the foresight and the forethought to say, I want my kid to learn about the value of money and you're letting your kids just blow all their cash without either having the conversation or putting a kibosh in some way, shape or form on that spending, there's something not right there. That's 97% of these kids are just blowing all their money, right? What are we teaching them? So what we're teaching them is nothing. We're not teaching them. And that's, that's the problem, uh, at least in my opinion. That's my concern. And, and obviously, that's why America uh, is, is having a problem with, with debt. Uh, you know, American credit card debt is off the charts. I mean, we, we continue to have a problem because we all spend like sailors. What's funny, Josh, is that even though we're not teaching anything, kids are still learning from all this stuff, right? The second that you let them buy tchotchkes with, with every dollar that they get, well, what's the lesson? They turn 18, they get paid. Hey, it's time to go to the store, right? I mean, right. It's, it, I think to some degree it becomes Pavlovian. I get a buck, I spend it. That's what I've been doing since I was a kid. And my parents said it was okay. Or let's put it this way. Maybe they didn't say it was okay, but they never said it wasn't okay. Yeah. I had, I had a client who not only made his kids save part of it, but he also, and I've heard other people, we have a people on Stacking Benjamins that have done like a third, a third, a third. They can spend a third however they want, a third saves. And it just, it, it's a little bit dictatorial. I don't know if I like that or not. I like trying to work with them to save, especially older kids. I think if your kid's six, seven, eight, studies show that, that you know, having these rational discussions with them is largely a waste of time. Maybe it should be a little more just do it this way so they learn good habits. But kids that are teenagers... um, kind of let them decide. But but I had a client who was very hardcore who would give his kids an allowance and then he would take part of it away to show them the effect of taxes. Wow. <laughs> and then he would put that money in their college fund. Like okay. he would take it put it in their college fund, but but he'd go, "Here's your cash." And by the way, you don't get to keep all that. That's that's interesting. That's uh I don't know. I, I don't know that I'd be pleased if my parents uh, pulled such a thing on me, but uh, you know, it is what it is. So look at the, at the end of the day, I think the question becomes, are we really teaching them? And, and for those of you watching, I'm apparently fighting the sun. I did not expect <laughs> the five o'clock sun here in Colorado to <laughs> be uh, where it is. So I apologize if I get completely blown out and I will have to move uh, once I get blinded in probably three or four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you can see it drifting up your nose. Well, uh, 
While you're dealing with that, let's we do this in front of a live Facebook audience, and we've got a lot of chatter here, Josh. A lot of people that have uh, some great opinions and things that they do. Uh, Kathy uh, is with us. By the way, if you want to join us, head to facebook.com forward slash iStackBenjamins and watch the show being made. Uh, Kathy says, $1 toys are just thrown to the side if you give a child one. I don't even know what to get for my nieces and nephews anymore that I can afford uh, that they will like. Uh, I agree with teaching your kids that a lot of cheap stuff is not fewer things. Um, and, uh, I don't know, getting away from the more is better, Josh. Yeah. We, we've taught our kids that that little gar- the garbage, you know, the dollar toys, the, you know, all the little plastic junk we're, we're fairly eco in my house. So, you know, like let's not waste money on plastic. Let's not waste money on things that people just chuck, you know, uh, you know, when you go to a party and they give you these party favors, I mean, that kind of stuff is, is, I, I, I think it's pretty wasteful. Um, yeah. one, one of the things I was going to say that we do do with our children is they like to throw, have these lemonade sales, bake sales, things like that. Um, and typically, uh, you know, I think it's through the indoctrination of of my wife and I. At this point, whenever they do it, they don't do it for money for themselves. They always do it for charity. That's cool. Now we we've always we've had issues in our family, health issues and other things. Spent a lot of time at Children's Hospital, and so typically when they do a bake sale, it's always for Children's Hospital. So we've actually got a little stack of cash that we are going to be uh, turning over tomorrow, uh, hopefully to Children's Hospital when we go to their gala. Um, but uh, yeah, and that, that's what the kids want for the money. They want to give it away. So that, I, think, I think we're doing the right thing and teaching them the right way. I love that idea. And we didn't do that. I, I had to start doing that as an adult. And at first I was worried that there was no charity that I really cared about. And then I realized, get involved first and your heart will follow. And, and what, what I found, and I started with the arthritis foundation and my mom has arthritis and, uh, but then I learned about juvenile arthritis and I became pretty passionate about, about that stuff. But I'd say just get involved. And you know what the cool thing is? You're teaching them young Josh to be part of a community as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, It's all, it's all about giving back. Um, you know, we're, we're fortunate. We're in a good place We're we're able to do, uh, these things. and, And so why not? So uh, should we uh, jump into this next one from Karen? Yeah. Karen says, is it bad I use poker chips in a mason jar and each day they earn chips? Then on Sunday, I pay them a quarter a chip. If they're mean or don't do their chores, they pay me. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Do you? I I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just just worry about, uh, speaking of indoctrination, you know, indoctrinating them into the world of gambling (laughs) this early uh, might be troubling, Karen. So perhaps we can use something other than a poker chip like pennies. But if the kid doesn't know that it's a poker chip and what poker's all about, does it matter? It's like a chip. For them, you could call it something else. Joe, did did you did you know what a poker chip was? Come on, I probably did, but but I've known Karen long enough to know. You know what she does? She gives them chips until Friday. Then Friday night, she has them gather at the table after dinner, and she puts on the little visor and she takes the kids. She takes all the kids' money. No, I'm kidding. Nice. I'm I'm just joking, Karen. Uh, Kevin Kevin says I'm thinking about matching uh, my kids' savings up to a certain percentage by contributing it to their Upma account. Does anybody have an experienced thoughts of this? I'd love to get honest feedback. I like that, Josh. I mean, the matching gift thing. You know, you get X amount of money, and for every dollar you you save, I'll match it. But I'm not going to match the money you decide to spend today on whatever it might be. I think it's a great idea. Although, you know, if I, if I put a second or two into it, 
you're already giving them an allowance. So now aren't you just doubling down on that allowance? So is that $30 for a saver going to become $60? So now next year, the report's going to be $60 per week allowance. Joe and Josh, congratulations. You screwed everybody. (laughs) That that match might get a little expensive. (laughs) Yeah. In just a second, we're going to have our big takeaways, Josh and I both, about this piece. But before we do that, I need to talk just for a second. Don't just need to talk about it. I like talking about Tiller, our sponsor for today, because Tiller is the way that I manage my money. I could never find an app that I really liked. There was always something wrong with it. And while I have never been accused of being a big spreadsheet guy... I definitely like Tiller because I get to start with a template and I can change the template because of the fact that it's a spreadsheet. So I can actually, for me, dumb it down. Now, people that I know go the opposite way. If you like lots of charts and graphs, you can start with a template and then make it more charty and more graphic-y. Whatever you want to do, you can do it in Tiller. And the cool thing is all of your expenses, all of your bank information, all of your investments securely and safely download to your spreadsheet just like it does with any other app very customizable easy to use 20 percent off if you use our link stackybenjamins.com forward slash t-i-l-l-e-r for more uh you also get a free month by the way at the start to kick the tires even if you don't use our link you get the 20 percent off if you use our link if you don't either way you get a month all right josh it's that big moment your big takeaway from this piece what are you thinking oh man you want wisdom? Here I've got wisdom, Joe. Bring it, brother. No, look, the, the takeaway is this. I, I think as long as you've got a plan, as long as you uh, talk to your kids and teach them financial responsibility, I, I don't necessarily think it matters whether it's 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 30 bucks a week. I think 30 bucks is a bit high, but you know, you want to teach them to be responsible. And and that 3%, we've got to change that. We've got to get more of these kids saving uh, their, their money. We got to get the parents saving their money as well. So I think it comes down to uh, teaching them the value of saving, teaching them the value of a dollar, not just for throwing it at tchotchkes, as we've said several times already, but um, what can happen if you save? And perhaps that's teaching them about investing and connecting that to the next stage of uh, financial literacy. Yeah, and that was that was very close to my takeaway. This idea that the gentleman in the article talks about, about teachable moments, it feels like, Josh, too many of us are letting those moments go. And the sad thing I know from my kids being 24 now is those moments disappear very, very quickly. By the time my kids got to junior high, I saw them less. I thought that might be, that might then stay static. Nope, they got to high school and it got even, even less and less. And the teachable moments go away very quickly. So whenever you see one, take advantage of it and don't just wait until they come around, create them. So when you give your kid $30 or whatever it is, put something in your calendar that a week later, you're going to circle back and talk about what they did with that money. And I think uh, no matter which one of these things you use, um, I'm, I'm much more about the teachable moment, Josh. Yeah. Great idea. I love it. Yeah. Good stuff. So where can people find you if they want to hang out? I know you're still on social media. I'm, I'm around. I'm around. Yeah, they can find me at Twitter at, at J.R. Dorkin, or they can find me on my website at joshuadorkin.com. I'm also on Instagram once in a while. Yep, we'll have all those links at uh, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. On behalf of Josh, we'll see you guys next time back here at Money With Friends.
This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Taylor Eichenberg engineered this show, and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.